Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We only have special guests. And today actually is a first with very special ladies. It's Tina and Irene. And I want to hear from them. Irene, do you want to introduce yourself? Where did we meet and who are you? Hi, I grew up in Athens, Greece. I actually grew up in a house that was a 20-minute walk from the finish line of the Athens Marathon. And the word marathon to me was the beach where we used to go, uh, where I learned how to swim. And I met you and Tina through the Roadrunner classes in New York City a few years ago when I moved to New York. I remember those days. And Tina, who is Tina, is going to join us today. Where did we meet? So I'm Tina Ulonen, and I'm from Finland. And we met at the New York Roadrunners running class about 2004 or five. Because I decided then that I want to run the marathon. And I walked into the New York Roadrunners office and I said, I'd like to have a number to the marathon. <laughs> and they told me that, well, it doesn't exactly work like this. So you should take the running classes and then you will get qualified and get your number. So that's when I started the running classes and I met you and Irene. Mm. So it was great. Tina, tell us, like, how did you start to run and when did that start for you? That's when I started to run. I never thought that I could run and be a long distance runner because I had a knee surgery like when I was 18 and I have three screws in my knee and they are actually still there. So I never thought about it. So when I turned 40, I said, I need to do a marathon. And that's what happened in the Roadrunners. They said, well, you should train first a little bit, which was a very, very good idea. <laughs> and But I was always very sporty with all kinds of skiing and all gym and any other sports. So that's why I wasn't afraid to get started. And I'm still going strong <laughs> after mm -hmm. 17 years. Wow, that's amazing. And I didn't know about your screws in the knee. See, we even learn something new now. Wow, you didn't, I never uh -uh. mentioned that. Uh -uh. Yeah, because the knee never bothered me. It never bothers me. Even So thank you. I had a very good knee surgeon in Finland wow. back in the day. Very good. So let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. And Irene, how did you start to run and when was that? Or maybe you ran already in marathon in Greece. So my beginning is kind of a funny story. I was always an athletic child, like Tina said. I was pretty fast in school. And at some point, I think I must have been in fourth grade, I was invited to run a race that only fifth graders and sixth graders were invited to run. And as a fourth round grade, I ran the race. And I think I, came, I either came in first among the top three. I don't remember. Anyway, the gym teacher at the time, who was an athlete, suggested that she train me. 
And I went home all excited and told my mother, but my mother having four children told me, there's no way I can take you to track practice. You're not running. Do ballet like your sister signed up at the ballet school. And I got so mad with my mother that to this day, when we used to do the Greek dances in school, I would insist on making mistakes so they would kick me out of the circle. And to this day, like dancing is a thing I can't do. I have like a mental block to it. Long story short, I, you know, at some point, my mother's sisters who lived in New York run the Legs Mini Marathon. And I remember they had sent us the photo and my mother had it in the kitchen in, in Athens. And I always used to look at that photo of my two aunts running in Central Park, thinking to myself, one day I'm going to run. I don't care if my mother's not letting me do it, but I'm going to do it one day. Then when I was a senior in high school, my best friend invited me to volunteer for the Spartathlon race, which is an ultra race. Tina, you should sign up for that. 250 kilometer race in Greece from Athens to Sparta. And I was so inspired again by the ultra runners that my friend and I kind of started jogging in Athens, but it wasn't popular in Greece at the time. And I remember my grandmother asking me when I used to go out to run, well, why are you going out running again today? You ran yesterday. Like, I don't understand. So I kept on having these negative vibes in my life when it, when it came to running. And all I wanted to do was run. Then when I came to college at UConn, I decided, fine, I'm going to try to join the cross-country team at UConn. But the women who were on the team were obviously a lot faster than I was. They hadn't, you know, they had been training for years. The coach said, fine, I guess she felt sorry for me. You're not going to be on the team, but you can train with us. So I started training with them and I would get lost in the workouts and the roads in Connecticut because they were too fast for me. But I kept on pushing myself and pushing myself. And I remember there was a woman who was kind of in the same um, situation as I was. And I remember, I just remember her red curly hair. And I thought to myself, I'm going to train with this team until I pass her. And once I passed her, like that was my goal, then I don't care anymore. And I actually remember where we were on campus when I passed her. And I thought to myself, okay, that's it. I don't have to run anymore. Try to make this team. I'm obviously never going to make. And then after I graduated UConn, I spent some months in New York before going back to Greece. And I volunteered for the New York City Marathon at the finish line. I remember I was the medals and I also volunteered at the expo. And that kind of built up my, my aspiration again to run, to run a marathon. And, but I went back to Greece. And then after teaching for 10 years, I came back to the U.S. to to live in the U.S. And I was really lonely in New York. I remember the first year in New York, I hadn't been out. I hadn't seen anyone. I thought to myself, how am I going to meet people? And that's when I decided to sign up for the Roadrunner classes. And that's where I made the amazing community and where I met you. We're glad to have you because <laughs> isn't it sad? Like your mom wants to put you in ballet or anything else and all you want is run I mean I kind of accepted the fact that she explained to me I have four kids and I don't have time to run you around and she wasn't driving and I understood that but that's like all I wanted to do and I think she probably felt bad about it at the end like when with my first marathon and all that I guess she realized that it was something I always wanted to do but whatever it's never too late you always get to do what you want to do I guess at the end of the day mm -hmm. as long as you pursue your dreams very wise advice yeah and Let's go back to Tina. What does running mean to you? Obviously, we're all passionate about running. What does it mean to you? I think running right now, it's like part of my life. Like, what would I do <laughs> on my free time if I didn't go running? I don't know where to go. So I just go running. And I really, it just makes me feel so good. Like, I sacrifice getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I always told people that the hardest part running is to put your shoes on and open the door and get out after that it's just easy so 
it's part of my life right now and it's my biggest hobby i would say i don't know it keeps you fit keeps you healthy keeps your head in order mm-hmm. if you feel sad or depressed or stressed out after running class all those problems are gone that's it that's important and when i think of tina what comes to my mind is she's the ultra runner so tell us a little bit about your experiences so how many marathons have you done and then the ultras tell us about that oh i've done i think i've done 20 marathons 14 new york city marathons because now they've got canceled so otherwise i would have my 15 but anyway no 14 new york city i run a couple of times in helsinki and then some few other states alaska alabama new jersey so those are the marathons and once you do a marathon then you're like hey i think i want to go a little longer i started going to bear mountain which is about one hour north from new york so i've done that bear mountain 50k four times i love it One year, I was actually first in my age group. La la. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Yeah, thank you. And then one of my favorites, I thought it went very well for me. I did 60K in Central Park a few years ago, and that went well too. And But then the next longest is uh, one trail, ultra trail run in Finnish Lapland, all the way in the north, a trail run. That was also amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. But the longest ultra I've done is Comrades Marathon which is about 89 kilometers or about 55 miler. That's my longest race. And I finished within the time limit. I thought it went well because that was my goal just to finish in time limit. And I did it. I never felt like I want to stop or quit the race or anything. I love it. I like ultra because you don't need to run so hard. You go a little slower. That works for me. And I don't know if in the finish line, you just feel like million (laughs) dollars. I know the Comrades is a very tough race, right? It's a yes, it's a pretty tough race and they have these like if you are not on 10 kilometer mark by certain time, you out you have to leave the race. Mm-hmm. You just have to kind of keep an eye on those, but otherwise, you know, it wasn't anything overwhelming and I'm not a, any that hardcore runner. I would say I'm just an average and it was good. And South Africa the Location was also a very fun place to be. It was very worth the trip. I highly recommend it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll put okay, that on so our bucket it, list, right, Irene? Put, we train yeah. for that. I don't know. What what are what does running mean to you, Irene? So for me, running is freedom, it's happiness, it's community. I hear a lot of people in New York. I remember my aunt a lot talking about how she got depressed in the wintertime. It's so cold. It gets gray. I know that when I was running and I was joining the running classes where I met you, I never got depressed those winters because I was outside as much as I was outside in the summertime. We were in the park just wearing extra layers of clothes. And now that I run less, I can tell you that I do feel the winters more and that grayness and the gloominess of the winter. Mm-hmm. And for me, running is kind of... I used to see the kids playing in the playground in Central Park. And I used to think, well, Central Park is my big playground. It's a playground for adults. And this is how I have fun. I run around the park the way the kids run around the playground. Mm -hmm. So I guess happiness would be the most important word in freedom. Yeah. I think so. And tell us the story about the snow. I think that's always the best. And I remember that night. So that was definitely one of my highlights from running. I had taken about seven years away from running. I had been going through some hard times in my own personal life and I had come back to running. I was a lot heavier. 
I was struggling to keep up with the workouts, didn't even know if I wanted to go every day, struggling to get through the workout. And when I run, I enjoy running with friends, but I don't enjoy like, I like I'll have a conversation with my friend as I'm running, for example, with you or with Tina, but I don't like people talking all the time. And I remember that was cold, snowy day. I had finally started getting a little better and being able to keep up with the workouts. And I remember I always used to joke, I don't know if you remember this, that the men were weaker than the women. And when the weather was cold, it was most, more men would not show up for class than the women did. Like I remember it was snowing or running and I would look around the class. It was usually more women in the class or not. And that day, I remember I had mentioned that it was snow, it was snowing in New York there was only six women who showed up for the workout and there were only six coaches. So we each got to run with one coach. And I ran with you, Susan. I remember mm-hmm. in the park, you did that four mile loop. And to me, it was like being, you know, those little globes you shake up and you see the snow coming down. That's how I felt, it, you know, just the snow coming down. And I remember you didn't talk to me at all throughout the run. The only thing I could hear is my footprints in the snow and our clothes we were wearing, you know, the for the rig, for the cold weather. Going, shh, shh, shh. And I thought to myself, this is beautiful. I felt like I was in paradise. And that was one of the best fun I've ever had in my life. And to this day, I always think of it. I remember after we finished, the only thing I told you was, thank you for not talking. That was my best run ever. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember the snowflakes came down and it looked like silver coming down from the sky. Mm -hmm. And there was no tracks and traces from anybody. So we were the first people to mm-hmm. run in Central Park. And all I remember was Irene's pants, like, that's all I remember. Yeah. Very, fun, right. very, very fond memories. What are two or three things that you would take away from the running that you want to share with others, people? I know in the pandemic, it's a little harder. We have to run with a mask. Tina, you tell us, you did the virtual marathon. How was that? Oh, yes. Actually, during the pandemic, I was running all by myself all the time. And most of the time, I would wear some kind of face covering, usually those running puffs we got from the races. If I see other people, I would always have it on. But if I'm alone along the river or something, then I would pull it down. So I was kind of like training for my virtual marathon. This was kind of challenging. And so I didn't really get to do a lot of training. And But then Since I have this history of marathons, so I decided that I can do the virtual marathon and I paid for it and I said, I'll just do it. So one morning I just left my house, I packed some gels and I put my Garmin on and that's how I just went. And I wasn't, I didn't really have a good game plan. I went my regular routes here in the Bronx first and then I was like, oh boy, I still have a lot to do. So let me just run down to Central Park. So I ran there and did the loop and ran back and I just kept watching how many miles have I done how many miles to go and I felt great all the time if I had to walk I took a couple of walking steps and drinks and gels and then suddenly I realized oh 25 miles and a little one more mile to go and then I finished right here near Yankee Stadium I was very pleased it was five minutes faster than the year before I ran with Irene in Central Park (laughs) Our fun marathon. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so it was good. And uh, actually, uh, like I said, I don't really like to run alone. So that made me do a race alone. That was some kind of strength. I thought that, hey, I think I can do this alone Mm -hmm. if you have to. But I do prefer running with friends and in a race. I can't wait that this pandemic is over and we can have a real marathon 
even though there are some races at the moment going on in New York, including Roadrunners are organizing something and this New York City runs another company. They are doing some races, but I haven't participated in those yet. So I'm not 100% sure how they work. But I know people who have done them and they they are okay. But anyway, so I did the virtual. Very happy. Waiting for my medal. What would you give for insights for people who want to start to run or run outside, run inside? Any tips that we have for the listeners? Some inspirational thoughts. Well, honestly, to be a, one of my inspirations is Tina. Like she's a superwoman. Like I remember, I, I think you need to be very strong mentally. I think that's, I'm going back to Tina. That's what I see in Tina. Like every time I, before we had a race, because we had to do the nine plus one to get into the New York City Marathon and all those races, I would ask Tina, which race are you running? Which race are you running? And she's like, oh, I just run every race. You know, I said, well, what, what's your time? And she's like, I don't care. I'm just going to give it the best, my best. And I think that's the mentality. Just go out and have fun. And don't worry about times or anything. It's uh, running is you against yourself. Yes, you're in a corral with a lot of other people. But at the end of the day, if you beat your time, your better time from the last time, then you won and you can finish the race and feel as well as good maybe as, you know, the person who runs the race overall because it's your own goal that you were able to complete. And I think what you need to do is be strong. I'm not, like I said, I'm not as mentally strong as Tina is. So what I did is I joined these running classes and make sure I had a group of women around me. We actually had a wonderful group. Tina, we used to meet every day in the park and we would do the six mile loop in the park. And on the Sundays we would go out after for coffee. So running just became part of who I was. And that's what you did. You have to have perseverance. Like I remember when I signed up to run my first marathon, I got into lottery and I signed up and I trained for the marathon. I didn't do anything all year. All I did was train. People would invite me out and never went anywhere. And actually I got sick on the eve of the race and I had to pull out of the race at 1130 at night or whatever the deadline was. And I was devastated. Mm -hmm. I had to be strong in my head and say, okay, I have done all this work. I'm just going to have to do it all over again next year and run the race. And I remember I did that and I finished the race. And I remember going through the finish line by tapping on the green and thinking, wow, is this all a marathon is? Like I had felt I had just run a 5K. And I think that's because I was mentally prepared. I had been through that very bad experience. And now I was just ready to run the race no matter what. It's, I think it's all a mental game. And just have fun. So Because if you're out there not having fun, then you're not going to do it. So I think Tina and Irene are super women. They both have done many races, many marathons, and they are also my inspiration. It's always nice to run in Central Park and run into them or run with them. If Irene, you think Tina is a superwoman, I think you're part of that club. So thank you so much, Tina and Irene. It's always nice to see you in person for a coffee, for a glass of wine or for running. Let's hope we can do that more often. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for inviting and Happy New Year. How cool was that? Tina and Irene, the super women, and they are really good runners. They don't want to admit it, but they are. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Chime in. There is something for everybody. Don't miss out. Subscribe on your preferred channel. And Take It From The Iron Woman is also a book. It's available on Amazon as an e-book or a paperback. And coaching for you, running or executive business coaching is available. Reach out happy to be on the journey with you. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time.